I think it was about a third football, a third me fucking up, and a third quiz. So I think we'll be fine. But 100% entertainment. Welcome to the Miles Offside podcast where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Chuck Bailey and with me as ever super producer and guest host with the most Mr Adam Pritchard. Gentlemen how are we? Yeah uh, the football wasn't great so mm. if we could concentrate on the whole lot of nothing this week and yeah. skip the little bit of football that would be my preference. Uh, second did. Uh, yep, that would be good for me as well. Uh, Interesting. That would be. Uh, uh, would that potentially be because Peterborough lost two nil to local rivals Cambridge, relegation threatened local rivals Cambridge, ruining your chances of promotion? Is that yeah. possibly what you, why you didn't want to talk about Peterborough this week? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's um, just skip that. Uh, Adam, you yep. didn't want to talk about Arsenal because they threw away another lead in a game, missed a penalty, uh, potentially cost them the title two weeks in a row. Is that kind of why you don't want to talk about it? There's a chance, like potentially, vaguely yeah. in the realm of possibility. Okay, yeah, and my club's managed by an OAP, so I don't want to talk about football this week. So, Because <laughs> you hate old people. Hate them. Believe they should have to go live on an island. Once you hit retirement age, give in your driver's licence, off you go. There's your plot of land. Go live off that. Bye. Ian, you're nearly there soon, I guess. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, yeah. <laughs> really looking forward to it. I said that to my mum the other day. She wasn't very happy. But yeah. then, my, then a week later, my dad crashed his car. So, you know, who was proved right in that situation? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Has the time come? Is he recovered enough that you can crow about that? Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, plenty of times right. passed. I was right all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven months ago, they still haven't got the car fixed. It's excellent. Um <laughs> But yeah, so so go on then, Adam. What um, if you if you wish to foray into nonsense? Do you have a, a particular field or, or anything that we can go for? Hmm? Come um, on, have you come prepared? I was shopping today. Okay, here and, we go. in Sainsbury's, um, and there's a steak there that mm, Sainsbury's right. have called their Big Daddy Beef Steak. Yes, yes, yes. Famously, oh. Ian's nickname at university. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Well, no, that was that was at high school. Once you went to university, it was Big Daddy Lambneck, but um, oh, niche, niche reference there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so beef daddy beef, Big Daddy beef steak. Is yeah. that it? Yeah. No, I mean That's... I know that because we covered it on Loose Women. Uh... Excellent. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, I had no idea. That was, was that of... like a news story? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was one of them brilliant ones where, that they do sometimes where they go, so, you know, is this is this sexist? Cause should we be calling it this? And pretty much everyone went, no, it's fine. Oh, cool, because we had seven minutes for this. We'll just move on, shall we? <laughs> Can we make it a thing? Should, <laughs> yeah. we bring up, should we bring up Lilt again? I don't know. Oh, God. You said this, but I've been seeing Lilt in, again, Everywhere, in Sainsbury's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not th- going this away. Is, this is the thing. All the people that complained about it haven't bought it since at least 2004. <laughs> so they're <laughs> really trying to, it, they're to clear back through. So really, it's like a five-year plan to get the transition <laughs> into Fanta, Pineapple and Grapefruit. Um, and, and yeah, they just need to clear out all the Lilt cans. No one's respect- receptive to it. We all, no one wants to buy it because we want to keep it on the shelves. That's okay, it. That's interesting. Yeah, we've done quite well. That's a couple of minutes, I think. So, um, see you next week. Is it? Quiz. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 
Uh, we do need to talk about some football, I guess, as is our remit. Not that we really care about SEO and that kind of shit at this point. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Should we do Burnley of the Week? Uh, if you want to get it out of the way, yeah, sure. Yeah. Here we go. Oh. Right. Oh my tell you what Christ! Oh, Jesus. I'll tell you what the intro there. was bad as well. I took my headphones off across the room. Yeah. So what happened there is uh, what happens quite a lot of work where sound I was, uh, engineer looking at the wrong fader mm-hmm. and uh, then realised my mistake and in, yep. instead of sort of just going oh well I'll take it again or I'll slowly fade it up I just like smashed it to plus 10 so I'm really <laughs> sorry about your ears there and I'll do it again a bit quieter Jesus Christ yeah. Oh, they're better than they ought to be once my hearing repairs itself yes that's right Manchester City are three Leicester City won Manchester City generating 1.6 XG to Leicester City's 2.3 I'm just going to say it Midlands accent decent hairline (laughs) Dean Smith tick tick I mean Mm. promising signs question mark for Leicester Man City sitting back and not needing to do anything gonna say i mean game and premier league state effects were just fully in here weren't they so how much can we really draw from this game at all dean smith gets a a a literal free hit for his first game because no one expects anything leicester fans are probably relatively happy that they actually created some chances uh man city get three nil up within fuck all minutes and then decide that they can just sit back and not yep. worry about it yeah so, that's true um you know. harland put the third in on the fuck all minute yeah that was right <laughs> to be exact mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean i don't know how much we can draw from this other than you know man city just doing what they they have to do uh, to keep the keep the pressure on Arsenal, and it is still Man City putting the pressure on Arsenal because Arsenal are still top of the league. We need to remember that, as the rest of the media forgets it. But um, yeah, so it's it's Man City doing Man City things as Man City yeah. do. It's very um, you know you bring up there the game state kind of side of things, and that that's very true, especially considering points uh, according to FB Ref anyway, point seven nine of City's XG. So half of their XG was generated from the penalty, um, and after that <laughs> penalty, they only generated point one eight. Um, so actually, from open play, you're looking at a point seven, um, which. You know, I know you have to. You know, they they can rest on their laurels a bit and make all these substitutions of players that haven't really played. But I still think that's kind of like a positive for Leicester, right? It's got it's got to be that they've actually gener- held City, relatively speaking, held them to a three-one win. I know I sound fucking stupid saying it, <laughs> but like I mean, it's accurate. I think we were all expecting a possible five-nil drubbing, weren't we? So. <laughs> Especially when you when I looked after 13 minutes, I was like, oh, it's 2-0 already. This is ridiculous. Mm. But I mean, I, I get the impression if they wanted to, they could have got sort of four or five. But I mean, Leicester didn't really have their first kind of proper chance until like the 70th minute. I think it was when they registered their first chance with over 0.1 XG. So I think mm. it was kind of City by then had made loads of changes. Like even Calvin Phillips got on the pitch for God's sake. That's <laughs> even how, Calvin Phillips. How much they rotated. Um, so yeah, I think it was just a case of City got got a bit bored, rested players for their game against uh, their game against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. And yeah, I mean Leicester probably should have got more than one goal given the amount of mm. chances they had by the end of the game. 
there was a brief moment where I got a little bit optimistic that they might be able to <laughs> they might be able to get two back, but uh, but no, I think I think City, if they wanted to earlier on in the game, they could have easily gotten another couple, and yeah, Leicester never really would have been in it at that stage. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I just wanted to bring it up because it's not often you get to say Burnley of the week and Manchester City in, in the same yeah, sentence. Yeah, I, I must admit, I can't, I can't remember when that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, touching on Calvin Phillips, do you think there's been, I know City, it doesn't really matter for them the money, but obviously spending 50 million, do you think it's been quite a disappointing fall from grace? Did you expect more? Do you see him ever really getting in this team, being shipped out? What are, what are kind of your thoughts on it? Well, apparently they might be in for Declan Rice, so uh, I, I don't... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> well, Jude Bellingham as well. They've, they've, they've balanced their books, question mark. Um, right. What books are those? Uh, yeah. I can't see them using QuickBooks. Um, uh, for Jude Bellingham, 130 million, they're ready to go. Huh. Um, as Liverpool, as Liverpool stepped uh, took themselves out of the running because that was definitely going to happen, guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, because they say they need to concentrate on getting more players. Um, just get one really good one. Quantity. Just get quantity a really over good quality. one. Not learn the lesson from Nottingham Forest. See, <laughs> see also Chelsea Football Club. We'll get to them. Um, like quality, definitely over quantity here. Um, but yeah, Calvin Phillips. Any any, any thoughts? Any do do you think his stock has been harmed by this move? I don't know. It's difficult to say. Really, I. Because he's always been so relied upon at the national level. And I think that's kind of where my main perception of him like lies, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because I, I didn't really watch him super closely every week prior to the Man City move. So mm. it's... And obviously what I did see of him, he looked quite good. And he earned the move to City off the back of partly the kind of consistency that uh, they obviously saw in him at Leeds, but also the way that he showed he was able to step up um, at international level. And I'm, he's had a lot of issues with injury as well. And I don't know if it helps the fact that Rodri seems like the immovable object in that Man City midfield, and he would be the person that you would think he would naturally replace in in most circumstances. So I think I think it's going to be a difficult time for him now to really get any significant playing time like is he really yeah. going to be used that much from now until the end of the no. season and and I, just through looking at their squad i didn't realize rodri's like six months younger than him so exactly yeah it's not it's, even it's like uh, yeah because oh yeah, I, I thought maybe rodri's like a little bit older no there's like six month difference and right. so oh, I, I don't see where he fits in it unless he's just happy to stay there as a backup but I mean, even in his post match, he was admit like he was at fault for the goal, and like he just hasn't played at all. And it, so it, before this game, he had sixty five Premier League minutes since moving. Wow! Wow! Which is, I know there's been an injury, but yeah, I mean, he's he's he has barely played, and I can't see that. Well, in the Premier League certainly, and I can't see that changing a, a, a great deal quickly based on what you've just said there because yeah. I, I I think I probably assumed Rodri, Rodri was older so yeah, yeah. that's uh, 
that's quite something. Um, yeah, let's have Declan Rice to the mix. Why not? Why not? There we go. Yeah. Right. Well, we we dragged out the Calvin Phillips chat long enough. There you go. Um, we never normally talk about Man City. Adam, going to rip that plaster off, buddy. West Ham 2, Arsenal 2, West Ham generating 1.8 XG to Arsenal's 2.7. I mean, I kind of mentioned this in in the intro, but Arsenal kind of being ahead and and throwing it away again. What are kind of your thoughts? Is this a bit of a repeat pattern? Anything like that? How do you feel? How do you feel? How do I feel? Are you okay? Um, Can I I be, like, honest? as no. opposed to lying. Um, <laughs> like, I felt I was annoyed and embarrassed with how upset I was after the game, if that makes mm. sense. Like, I was not just annoyed, like, um, obviously losing a two-goal lead is never good in any circumstance, but I was just like, it's West Ham, and all respect <laughs> to West Ham fans West out Ham. there. But they're not that good. <laughs> So yeah, after the game, I just felt like really quite deflated and disappointed to lose a two-goal lead at Anfield is not great, obviously, but it can happen. The the kind of momentum that that team can, that team being Liverpool, can build up can sometimes just be really difficult to cope with. Um, we went 2-0 up inside 10 minutes, and I don't think there is any circumstance in which drawing from that point is is an excusable result unless you get like a man mm. sent off or something like that mm. it it felt to me as if the game just got too easy for us like when people say oh is the pressure getting to arsenal i don't think that's right because i don't think if this team was playing with a lot of pressure they would go two nil up inside 10 minutes and yeah, like, yeah maybe i'm a bit kind of biased but from my perspective until sort of like pretty much until the penalty, it, we were kind of playing with our food, really. It didn't feel like we were taking the game seriously and respecting, uh, perhaps not the opponent, but respecting the situation as a whole. Um, mm. So often in the past, Arsenal have struggled for that clinical edge, that kind of uh, that finishing touch. And we showed it so ruthlessly inside the first 10 minutes. Um that then to just kind of capitulate and to fail to really grab a hold of the game and slow things down and have yeah to have a kind of modicum of control over the tempo and the occasion was uh it was just really really disappointing and yeah like i said just very deflating especially when saka misses the penalty and it's like not only is it a missed penalty that would take us 3-1 up and possibly put the game beyond West Ham, but it's Saka again. And I was just like, I wish we just never had the penalty and mm. yeah, rather than him mm-hmm. miss it. Cause I, yeah, that gave me emotional feels that, uh, that were not good. Yeah. It did feel like a bit of a, a perfect storm really, because Arsenal did feel like it, it started to be their, uh, the the Liverpool game, it felt like uh, you were you were up against Liverpool, and uh, despite how bad they've been this season, it's still Liverpool. They've still got players of in uh, really incredible quality, and you know, as you said, you'd have probably taken the draw beforehand. This one felt like uh, once they got their penalty, um, Arsenal seemed to lose control of themselves a little bit. Then. 
I think Moyes put a rocket up him at half time because I think what has been forgotten is that actually West Ham were very good in the second half as well. It yeah, wasn't yeah, just it wasn't just Arsenal uh, um, losing their heads, and that's that's why I say perfect storm because then you had a, a missed penalty and and you know it all it all just seemed to be going the wrong way for Arsenal, um, and that just has now led to this this narrative that we've got that Man City are in the driving seat, which. They are in the in respect of they are the form team. Um, I think their fixtures are probably a touch better. Um, and you know, if if Arsenal were going to play Man City uh, tomorrow, when do Arsenal play Man City? Is it, is it a week or two? It's not. It's, it's not long, is it? Not this game week because it's a blank. But it's the next oh. game week. Oh, time to wake up. Um, <laughs> right, sorry, off to work. Um, I'm having a shocker. <clears throat> They <laughs> um, really are, but um, yeah. So I think, and and that's the that's the narrative at the minute. When when really it's it's obviously still in Arsenal's hands as well because you've got that game. But uh, you know, we you just don't necessarily see Arsenal beating Man City at the minute. But it's it's one game, and if Arsenal do get something out of that game, then the, the, you know that narrative might change slightly. But at the minute, just everything feels like like this game sort of just has summed up how the the media seem to be going now that it's just oh everything's everything's going wrong for for Arsenal because these two games they've they've thrown away a two goal lead and it just it does feel like the start of the end yeah. for this uh, for this challenge the, the, you know the problem the problem there is now is that the the prism through which you can't unsee this season for Arsenal like we're in game week 30 whatever 32 33 mm. and Arsenal are still top of the league whether they throw it away now or whatever is kind of irregardless because it's just no one expected this no. whatsoever Arsenal didn't Arsenal fans didn't the players no no one and what has happened is incredible now the problem is is it's just two back to back and something you touched on before Adam is it seems like there's been quite a few where Arsenal have got away with it. And sometimes, yeah. you know, pundits, shit pundits will say, oh, that's a mark of true champions or whatever. They find a way to win. But also, you know, getting away with it, the skin of your teeth, it can catch up with you. And especially, I think, in when Arsenal, you know, they have a weaker squad than Man City. Everyone does. Um, but, it's, it, you know, it... Yeah. It showed though, it's didn't so it? difficult. Like Arsenal could finish second now by five points, and I think everyone will be so dejected when really it should be like, "Fuck me! Look, look <laughs> at what you've done. Yeah. You've done exactly what Liverpool did for for years and had to do <laughs> to be able to keep up with that absolute monster of a team." Yeah, and I think you touched upon something there that I even uh, said in the Patreon Slack channel when uh, when Shell kindly asked how how I was feeling and. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> felt a bit sorry for me and I I said on I think I said on the podcast after the Aston Villa result it mm. feels too early to be having these kind of results where <laughs> we're really going to the well and we're pulling it out at the last minute I I said then I think I don't think this is sustainable over the course of the season mm. and I don't think it's kind of entirely the case that that was born born out because I think largely the last two results are a result of um the injury to Saliba and then in the West Ham games Zinchenko as well. Yeah. But it I think almost it felt it's in a weird way the narrative for Arsenal peaked too early. Like if that Aston Villa result happens with two games to go, 
it's like right this is it this is a glorious way to finish yeah, but yeah, yeah. i just feel like the emotional intensity in a way is it's just so difficult to sustain week in week out when you've got the looming terminator of man city <laughs> right on your shoulder breathing oh, down uh, your uh, neck erling Haaland, who has already equaled the 38 game season premier league goal scoring record yeah God. that one and he's, still yeah. got a few, he's only got to score two more to equal the whatever it was the 42 game record it was 22 teams wasn't it before mm. you know yeah it's what do you do what do you do against man city with what do that, you do with, with um, a striker like that yeah yeah and you know you mentioned aston villa there and we don't talk about them enough but you know talking ian about form teams um aston villa three newcastle nil um did not see this going this way um considering but aston villa generating 1.9 newcastle 0.5 absolute professional job ollie watkins is on a full destruction tour of the league <laughs> um unai emery fully being embraced into the the via culture uh, done it in sevilla done it at via real now he's aston via you know it's second in the league for form um since he took over yeah Wow, just uh, well, yeah, no, wow. not just form. Yeah, if you take the, if you were to take the league um, from when uh, Emery took over at, uh, Via, <laughs> um, then yeah, they, they'd be second. So we're talking wow. Champions League uh, performance, performances since Emery took over. Um, yeah, absolutely. Does this show just how shit Steve Gerrard is at his job? It's like, guarantee so... someone picks him up in the summer. Of course, he's English. Um, so yeah, no, scout's not English. De- oh right, I see. Sorry. <laughs> um, is that like Cornwall? Are they going for independence? Is that yeah. sure they can have it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Emery's doing uh, yeah great things there. He seems to have uh, really identified quickly that that Watkins is is a, a special talent, and everything seems to be. Uh, focus towards getting him the ball in in front of goal, and I know that sounds mm-hmm. incredibly simple and reductive. Well, it's playing balls in behind and and, and him running onto it. He yeah. had he Botman won't have slept since then. He had an absolute <laughs> fucking mare, and and Newcastle yeah. defensively have been until probably fairly recently have been quite solid all season. You know they've they've had good results, but they've been letting in a lot more goals um, than they were early in the season, but it was just devastating to watch and i and i think when you have a team efficiently set up like that it's quite exciting um you know they're in sixth in the league now if they get europa league that's emery's competition oh. he's won it he's won it four times <laughs> put the house on it with other other teams with the uh, are available <laughs> Very good. Um, I would expect nothing less, Adam. So, yeah, that's that's absolutely it. Bet the Via on Via if they get to Europa, when they get to Europa at this stage. Um, teams that aren't getting to uh, Europe are, well, unless they have incredibly good results uh, against Real Madrid. Uh, Where is it? Chelsea 1, uh, Brighton 2. Uh, Chelsea generating 0.5, Brighton 2.9. Um <laughs> But as Super Frank rides again, speaking of men who don't deserve jobs, what is a Chelsea? <laughs> a, a question uh, that we've been asking quite a lot recently. And um, yeah, obviously we can't get Oscar on the on the pod uh, this week. Uh, time zones and work and stuff meant we couldn't do it. Um, but uh, he did want to uh, answer some of our uh criticism some of our points from last week uh so he he sent a a short four and a half minute voice note so uh, i'll pop that in the edit now 
Hey everybody, it's me again on a voice clip. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to get the times to work out for me to record with everybody else um, because time zones suck, but I figured I would try to address some of the potential confusion around my take because I recognize that it's a very unpopular take uh, to the point where I told my buddy Nick I probably shouldn't tell anyone what I think about the Frank Lampard hiring because everyone's just going to think that I'm insane and it'll invalidate any small amount of credibility that I've built up over the years. But anyway... Um, so I think part of what's going on here that's confusing to other people is that I tend to, in classic stats robot mode, look at or evaluate decisions in extreme isolation because I think that's the right way to do stuff. Um, so like Frank, uh, not Frank, so Chuck brings up like why, what can he do that Potter couldn't have done or why fire Potter now? Um, all of which are valid questions, but none of which have anything to do, I think, with the decision to hire Frank Lampard specifically. Um, I have many takes about whether or not we should have fired Potter um, and the timing of that. I think they wanted to fire him sooner, and I think that they were just waiting for that clause in his contract to get activated, where if we fall to the bottom half of the table, they get to save something like, I think, $50 million on his uh, payment or something like that. I saw it on Twitter. Um, look it up. But yeah, I mean, if you're floating in 10th and then you hit 11th, you can save $50 million. You would wait till you hit 11th place. Um, maybe. I don't know. But either way, the Potter decision is a completely different decision i think when you're evaluating the decision of frank lampard's hiring uh it boils down to two questions it boils down to the time frame and it boils down to the goals of the club in that time frame um he hasn't been hired as the permanent manager if he had i'd be much angrier because i think as you guys have rightly pointed out he hasn't shown anything like an ability to create a cohesive or coherent tactical system that generates the type of results that chelsea would want from a club that costs this much and is potentially this talented, at least potential talent, right? Um, but that's not what we hired him for. We hired him for the next couple of months. Um, you know, he's just an interim. Like, we could have gone with a dog mayor in that situation, but we went with our favorite ever player of all time. Like, I don't know. That seems fine to me, especially when you go back to the other question, which is what are the goals of the club in that time frame? To which, you know, and this goes to, like, Adam's sort of thing about like oh is this a valid footballing decision and talking about like the tactical setup and going to a back four and all of that and I think that the football of it all is relevant I think that what our goals as a club for the next few months are is to conduct a slow and detailed search for a long-term manager solution and we just need someone to hold down the fort and buy time in the meantime um, you know it used to be we would call up Goose Hiddink to be like, hey, so we made a bad decision with who we thought was going to be the long-term project and we're going to have to start over because um, we fucked up and everything's a mess at the club. So can you come hang out for a couple of months while we do that? And so I say let Goose retire and make Frank our new, you know, super sub manager who comes in for two months at the end of the year. Um, especially since the other thing that really I think we should be caring about right now is the development of the very many, very expensive, very young players that we just got. Um, I think most of our club is below the age of 23 or 24 at this point, other than a few very notable, very old exceptions. Um, and I think the one thing that Frank has done pretty well in his career is bring youth along. You know, we've had a lot of talented players in the academy over the years, but we got Reese James and Mason Mount out of Frank Lampard's tenure, both before he was at Chelsea, he helped them along, and then also at Chelsea when he was here. Granted, he was in extraordinary circumstances with a transfer ban, but that doesn't, that's not his fault. He still did a good job with those players. He also gave us Tammy Abraham, Fikayo Tomori. We had a lot of youth going around that year, and it was a good time. And I think as long as he can, like, sort of kind of give advice to those young players to help them along the way while he 
bides time for Chelsea to find a long-term manager, I think that's like a perfectly good and valid decision. I'm totally happy with Frank being around for a little while. Um, but I really am not trying to say that everything's hunky-dory happy at Chelsea. It is mad, bad, sad times. We are a mess of a club. We're hiring managers that are the wrong long-term solution like Potter probably. We are buying a million players with little sort of thought as to how they'll fit cohesively into each other's formations. I don't know how to say that really, but anyway, um, yeah, this went too long. But yeah, that's where we're at. I don't know. Hopefully that clarifies some of the confusion about my reaction, but I also recognize that it's a very unpopular take and I'm okay with that. So, bye. Miss you guys. <sighs> yeah. I love Oscar. <laughs> I do. He's such a nice boy. He's lovely. Mm. He has a lovely home, a lovely wife. He's a beautiful host. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, if this is making him happy, I'm happy he's happy. That's fine. I just want to, as long as he can, like you said, just consciously acknowledge that without putting sure whatever in isolation, that this still makes fuck all sense. And I do not on my level accept any of his arguments in terms of justifying this move. Um, also, uh, you know, yeah, definitely believe everything you read on Twitter. Um, I know Chelsea are fucking stupid, but do you really think there was a 50 million difference in the payout between the top half and bottom half yeah i, I haven't but, seen that anywhere i know oscar's no. mentioned it and it, it, it has come up on like you know when you see twitter accounts you've never heard of and and, and, and youtube channels that equally you've never heard i have seen those those sorts of sources mention it i haven't seen anyone credible mm. mention it I don't, i'm not saying that's not it's not true what about but, what about who have, has there been anyone reputable you've seen that he asked james corden for his advice <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, hang on. I just went to repair you, Adam, at the time you... Right, sorry, Adam, I just went to repair you at the time you started talking, so go again. That's strike three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I saw the stuff about James Corden was going around on Twitter. Yep. Didn't actually see it reported, not even in, like, kind of the dregs of the newspapers <laughs> in, that we have in this country would were willing okay. to put their name behind that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I also enough. saw that on Twitter. Where, whilst talking about the dregs, um, what about, you know, when um, disgraced uh, broadcaster Gibbon Mitted, Richard Keyes, uh, said, what, you know, what makes Nagelsmann a better option than Lampard? You know, guys, this is, mm. this is the thing. Um, he's got a skateboard. Well, he can put together a PowerPoint as well that, is obviously a key selling point of Nagelsmann. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but does he's, he know the club, good. Adam? He's very good with transitions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. slight Get transitions, it? very good. Um, <laughs> what about the report that after the Brighton game, Chelsea owners were reportedly in the Chelsea dressing room for over an hour? Like, what What yeah. was he doing? A comedy set? Well, like, <laughs> Lampard's got no problem with that. He's happy with that. Um, yeah, I'm sure he does because he's probably getting paid a fuckload of money to do bugger all. Mm. And all those players on seven, eight-year contracts are just like, sure, like, mm. good luck getting rid of me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're just giving me 150, 200k a week for the next seven, eight years. I'm dining out on this. Yeah. No problem. My agents are wringing their hands. <laughs> They're bringing in contractors to build their gold-plated swimming pools. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And I don't get why. Like Oscar mentioned before about him dropping into below the table. So that's fine. Right, whatever. If that is the case and Chelsea save money, fine. But also at that point, like, why not just keep him there? Because 
he either fixes the situation, gets the time in, and you go up in the league, which is good for you, or he doesn't fix it, and then it makes no difference to the end of the season anyway, and he's in the bottom half, and you can just sack him. Mm. Like, the, the Frank Lampard of it, the nepotism of it, it just doesn't wash with me, I think, at all. Sure, you can't really compare him to Gus Hiddink because Gus Hiddink achieved something in his managerial career. Mm. Like, you have to separate the playing career from the managerial career. You know, it's the similar situation as, like, Vieira with Palace. Like, him as a player, all the people who came out really vociferously, you know, defending him after he got sacked, saying he shouldn't, were former pundits and people that played with him. Mm. On the other side, people that were managed by him weren't necessarily saying the same. And there's a lot of reports coming out now that, like, even though in training videos Zaha was very friendly with him, that he was actually one of the people who kind of started instigating the he needs to go part of it, allegedly, if you believe it. And so separating that, like, yes, Frank Lampard is your greatest ever player and was a great player. He's fucking terrible at management. The only reason mm. he got Mason Mount and Reese James was because of Chelsea nepotism. Like, that's it. It's the only reason. And was he really successful with them? He just gave them playing time and they did really well taking Derby from sixth to sixth. They were part <laughs> of that as well. So, yes, they got experience. He Did he develop youth or did he have no option but to play youth? You know? Yeah. I Because I, I get what Oscar's saying about separating the things, you know, and in isolation, he's not necessarily arguing that Potter should have gone for, for Lampard, but what, if Potter has gone, then who do we get for the remainder of the season? Does it even matter? I mean, it, it, it did matter, sure. I think, until you lose to Real Madrid, <laughs> you know. But, but whatever, I, I do get what you're saying, but I do get what Oscar's saying, but... The problem I've got with it is that you can't take those things in isolation because football doesn't end at the end of this season. Well, yeah, and the, and the and ownership, what happens the if own- they then make they're going to make another long? They're going to spend this whole time deciding on someone. They're going to give another person a five-year contract because that's what they do. And then yeah. what happens in six months when the same thing happens? This wasn't an external factor that you couldn't that Chelsea couldn't control. Like, you know, mm-hmm. for for instance, Brighton lost Potter and they had to suddenly recruit. That was an external factor out of their control. This mm. wasn't. This was something that Chelsea did and I and they didn't need to do. And the other argument of, well, let's get a let's get someone until the end of the season so we can think about uh, we can plan for a, a new manager. That only flies for me if it was a previous ownership who had got Potter in, but it wasn't. They've done. They've already done their homework on a manager, mm-hmm, exactly. apparently, and and they've they've done. They, they did all that and had a plan, and it was Potter, and Potter was our man. So what 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 changes now? With they've got to go back to the drawing board and find a, find a new man. I, I, that's the problem for me that it wasn't an external factor it was or a previous ownership it was this ownership that did it so that's the bit where i struggle with taking the decisions in isolation and i you know the the once potter's gone thing we could you know who 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 cares who we get i understand but i just i keep landing back on potter didn't have to go um because it was this ownership that put him in after doing their homework apparently so it's it's i i i think this has the potential, even with the financial might and the throwing money at it, play playing staff wise, I think this has got the potential to go very wrong. Um, I think so. I hope I for think- Oscar's sake it doesn't, but I think it's got the potential to go very wrong. And I think there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of players. It, I I heard on some podcasts that there's a date 
because of financial fair play by which they have to get like a lot of wages off the books and they're going to be selling players for massively under market value, which maybe doesn't matter to Chelsea, but they're going to have to make sure they get rid of the right players. I think they've got they've got enough players at that level that can attract, you know, we, we see it consistently with Chelsea and we have done for a long time that whilst um, they wouldn't necessarily be selling players for 90 to 100 million, say, on a frequent basis, they do have consistent academy players that go for yes. between like the 20 to 50 mark and with the way that the transfers work and and the fees amortizing over time you know you get all the money you receive from a transfer for ffp in the season you make it but the money you spend is split across the length of the contract um until now next year which will be you right, can only yeah. amortize it over five years remember when we all got that economics lesson in the summer guys <laughs> top only completely revolutionized football um yeah. you know so i i think it to kind of play I don't know, blue devil's advocate um <laughs> on this side that I also think it is a situation that has to get worse before it gets better. So could be, yeah. Right now, for for the short term, I think we all know it's going to get worse. It's just then once they get that reset, how it goes. Mm. And we're never normally right about any of these things. So chances are they'll just bounce back and do really, really well. Um, you know, a year for for any manager that comes in. So if I'm going to say it about Potter, if they get Nagelsmann in, for example, or another whomever they want to build and uh, the team around, having that year without Europe could be very, very good for whoever that is. I would say, though, I think you're only one more season, one more bad season, season away for Chelsea from becoming a struggle to attract players and managers because this isn't the first this isn't know, the money fir- talks i understand but this isn't the first bad season chelsea have had where they've missed out on proper european football or and also or any european football and also i don't i think you have to take into consideration not just the competition side of it but chelsea is not a, like a stable or sustainable environment for a player to move to so when they're trying to attract mm. young players whom there is a lot of competition for when you like think of like Jude Bellingham, for example, we were yeah. speaking earlier. Chelsea haven't been in the mix, have they? Exactly. And if they were, he's not going to go there because that is not a kind of mm. hospitable environment to grow his professional career. Especially, you know, once you see in the media the noise around certain players you would assume are quote unquote Chelsea through and through or whatever, when it is your Mason Mounts. You know, when when a Pulisic or a Ziyech or a Journeyman or whomever is getting linked away, it doesn't work out, fair enough. But like as Oscar said before, if it's a player like Mount, if it's a player like Reese James, who there is that similar affinity for, because all, all of us love Academy prospects coming through and getting mm-hmm. that time with our club, that's quite a big you know like quite a bad situation that then you can't retain those players that have not only come up through your academy but made their big breaks through the first 11 internationals big impacts on the league that kind of stuff and then they're the players that are then being taken away from you whether it's kind of within the league Liverpool kind of moves or to Real Madrid Chelsea want to be seen as like the top tier you know that's that's where they want to be and not having that level i think that's probably what you kind of alluded to before ian about the attraction that's going to be a difficult thing for them because they're then going to be second fiddle completely to to those kind of teams 
Speaking of other shit teams, um, sorry, Oscar. <laughs> whilst we're down on the whilst we're down on the form table, um, unfortunately, it does look like um, good night Vienna, as Ian said the other day for Nottingham Forest and Southampton. Um, the 18th, 19th, and 20th for form currently occupy 18th, 19th, and 20th in the table. That is Forest, Leicester, and Southampton. Um, just above Chelsea for form, which is interesting. You know, we we spoke about the West London battle um, raging on, but you've got the three West London clubs there. For, uh, Chelsea up then to Brentford and up then to Fulham which I've, I've been quite surprised about really um, I don't know if you guys have anything to, to particularly say on it but considering how bright the the start and middle of the season has been um, it's kind of tapering off and especially you know Ivan Tony's ban looming I think Brentford are gonna have to do Brentford things again uh, when it comes to a bit of a uh I feel like they need a bit of a refresh, don't they? Um, and it might be across the board, really, because as you say, Tony Tony is going to get a long, long ban. Mm. Um, and well, uh, I think maybe like three, four months, and I think it can I, be served over the summer. I would, I would predict longer, just because the number of offences there are. But, but yeah, maybe okay, maybe. Mm. But I, I think we might be looking at longer. But from memory, Joey Barton had thousands, and he ended up with like nine months. Okay, okay. Well, so it okay. just depends if they want to make, especially at the minute with the, um, the the. The, the Premier League clubs voting to remove betting sponsors by 2025 or 26, I believe. Yeah. They may, may want to make an example of him, which is going to yeah, be unfortunate. Possibly. Um, I think, yeah, Brentford, Brentford obviously are one of the one of the data clubs. Um, and so they've definitely got it in them. They've got a, a, an excellent manager as well. So they've definitely got it in them to do a squad refresh. And we have now been... Uh, we've had Brentford. It'll be the, their third season in the Premier League next, next season. So... I think you know money might have start you know st- started to stabilize a little bit they might they might be able yep. to uh actually you know spend a little bit now uh so so Brentford might be okay but they do I do think yeah I do think they need to do bits um so to just to make sure they don't get sucked into that sort of uh you know Leicester hole that that, that can happen with mm. even established clubs in the in the Premier League you know because I do think some people use the example of of all these teams as um, a reason why the Premier League is a bit shit. But I think the <laughs> fact that like you've got all these, like it feels super competitive to me. We are thirty game weeks in, and it's only just now that that Palace have pulled away. It's only just now that you might be thinking about West Ham pulling away as well. But we've still got plenty of teams that could that could get relegated. Now, I know we're talking about the bottom end of the league, which isn't maybe as exciting and glamorous as talking mm. about the top end of the league, which is still in doubt. You know, you still we still have a title race going on. Um, we still have a top four race going on um, as well. Well, I don't want to steal Adam's thunder on this with, with his quote about uh, teams going for the top four. We've entered the top four is lava season. The top four is lava. Yes, that's absolutely it. And I don't know where we were, but I'm speaking. Let's talk. Let's laugh at Tottenham. Let's all laugh at. What is a Tottenham Hotspur? Um, I guess do a quick Burnley of the week. Oh, blimey! Okay. Oh, the quick one. Oh. 
What's the quick one? Where's the quick strike one? Strike four. Well, well oh. they didn't know about strike three because I didn't leave it in. Uh, <laughs> I've already preempted that. I can't even find the button. This is the, the thing. Though, now, now you're going to have forgot to edit it out. So that's strike five. Yeah, I'll behave. Look, I mean, what? Bally in a week. Um, Tottenham two, Bournemouth three. Bally in a week. Found it. Thank you. God, that sounded exactly the same. Of course I it did. I'm, it I'm an artiste. Tottenham <laughs> generating two point two xg. Bournemouth generating one point three. Uh, Bournemouth reversing the reverse fixture of coming from behind to beat Spurs right at death um what if we're going to talk about the ridiculousness of Frank Lampard being at Chelsea which I think is fair I think we also have to talk about the ridiculousness of um all of Antonio Conte's friends still being in charge of Tottenham (laughs) after he was sacked I don't know how you can sack Antonio Conte and then replace him with Ryan Mason who has no managerial experience and his long what are you time. About? He's got loads of managerial he, he, he ran a thrilling dog mayor campaign. <laughs> <laughs> but then him alongside uh, Conte's long time assistant. Yeah. Why Why is anything going to change in that circumstance? And, and um, uh, uh, sporting director Fabio Paratici being investigated for criminal <laughs> activity, uh, who is also Antonio Conte's mate. Um, Perfect situation to be looking for a manager, <laughs> I hear. <laughs> yes. It, yeah, when you're the person doing the recruiting is uh, having to quickly leave his position. Like, if we're, if we're going to talk about Gray again, Graham Potter getting fired. Like Antonio Conte getting fired, like granted, Spurs turgid football, awful. He's been dogmatic, he's slagged them off, whatever. You can say whatever puff pieces of justification. That's absolutely fine. If you want to look at it, that's fine. But firing him just after he's come out of hospital, um, on the emotional level, and then keeping all of his friends in charge of a club where their reputation isn't going to be tarnished by this because they're not... Christian Cialini's not looking for a head job. He's just like, well, once Conte gets a job, I'm just going to pop over mm, there. There's no true. jeopardy for him. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, you've still got them there. Like, why? He's playing the exact same way that Conte played, only he's not... Well, he's slagging off Deserby in the Italian press, but he's... <laughs> he's like it, it's Something baffling, do, it? absolutely <laughs> mad, and I can completely understand. Even though, I, like, I find it hilarious. Obviously, I do, but sure. like, I can completely understand Tottenham fans' frustrations now because, like, um, Levy has, you know, made his mark by ultimately changing fuck all and still looking like a useless board fraud. It just feels like everything about Tottenham is slightly below, you know top four level except the stadium you know the players aren't quite there you've got you've got obviously Sun's had a bad season if Sun had had a a good season that might paper over a lot of cracks that we've seen I think in previous seasons you know their partnership I think has genuinely papered over a lot of cracks and I think you've got go you go on well, I, I would say the squad thing is harsh. That I think that's probably more based on recent performance versus actual yeah, ability. Yeah. Because I'm looking at that team sheet now, and I don't see a hell of a lot of difference between the Arsenal squad, for example. Uh, However, uh, it's uh, just Arsenal are in form. Tottenham really are not. That's true, but I mean uh, that's all. That's almost all you can go on, isn't it? I'm, I'm, what, what I'm saying sure. is that like we've got. Uh, we had a, a previously successful manager with Antonio Conte, and I think he got 
he he was begging to be fired. He got he got incredibly frustrated with both the players who he would regularly call out, um, and and the, the structure and everything. And and you know Levy consistently gets shit from the Tottenham fans, and it just feels like they're you know they they should be much better than they are. What's it going to take to to make it lock in? You know, I I, I don't know. It, it, Not hiring ex Chelsea managers that are renowned for being problems <laughs> with building squads and sustaining long periods of success at a club. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I do wonder whether Tottenham shouldn't be in for Potter. You know, and that that would be if it if it then went well. You know, that'd be a del- delightful think, one in the I eye think they're for more Chelsea. To get, I think they're more likely to get Brendan Rodgers. I think you. I think you could be right. <laughs> I think you could be right. It's a it's a bizarre managerial merry-go-round that we might might see here. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah. think at this point, Rogers has been Tottenham, in for it before, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think yeah. at this point, with how Tottenham operate, you know, they're, like they'll want Pochettino back, fine. But mm. you know, look at what happened with Pochettino. He wasn't backed for two whole years during the whole stadium thing whilst the club was going. And then he was like the greatest, you know, has a real affinity with the fans and all of that. Since then, they've brought in Mourinho and, and, and Conte who have just destroyed all that. So, you know, the good vibes Frank Lampard effect would be to bring in Pochettino. But like, unless he's actually going to get backed again, there's no real point. No, nothing's changed. I, yeah. And, larger. you know, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think like Pochettino went to PSG, like, he was fucking hated there. Granted, it's an incredibly toxic and difficult environment, but you know, since leaving Tottenham, it's it feels very much like an absence thing, of of you know, big bigging him up uh, beyond beyond what Pochettino's he was. Pochettino's a European Lampard, anyway. He's not. He's... Oh my god! <laughs> I can't think of a worse insult. Ian, Ian still hasn't forgiven him for 1998. That's why. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think you know. I think that if we all the criticism we le- we level against Chelsea right now, I think we have to level against Tottenham. Just the difference is that Tottenham aren't spending a ridiculous amount of money. However, they have spent ridiculous amount of money for Tottenham, considering the recent years, and therefore what they're doing clearly just isn't fucking working. Um, and they need to just clear decks um there were rumors a little while ago kicking about about qatar getting involved that wanted to bid on the club the same thing with man united going through various whatever with the glazers but you know there's twitter accounts you can follow for you know actual knowledgeable insight um we just want to laugh at um tottenham i, I just want to quickly make clear I'm, I, I'm aware pochettino isn't european i just meant that he manages in europe that's i just, I just wanted to make that clear uh, you know, you didn't vote for him. It's fine, Ian. Um, <laughs> all, all the same to me. <laughs> um, I really like Eberechi Eze. So, um, that's it. Do, you, do you like how well he's performing under a certain Roy Hodgson? No, it's in spite of Adam, in spite of Roy Hodgson. <laughs> he's doing it to spite I find, Roy. I find okay. myself in a very difficult camp at the minute, and you, you, everyone needs to understand the mental gymnastics I'm having to keep going it, in order to yes, maintain my agenda. So. But I find myself very much between the metaphorical rock and hard place because on the one side I have Chris Sutton not worrying about us. Oh, consistently not worrying about me. Consistently not worrying about And on the other hand, I have Sam Matterface saying the fact that Palace have won two brackets, now three games uh, in a row, is proof that Patrick Vieira shouldn't have been sacked. I find myself really... <laughs> what? Caught, okay. guys. Okay. Um, can I separate... I just hate Roy Hodgson. I just hate him so much. Yeah. But they, like, this is happening in spite of that. I feel like it's done out of spite for me, which is just like, that's just where we're at. I don't know. Southampton are so shit though, so at least we, at least we won. 
Uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've got a. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Because fixtures are uh, were, were always going to be in your favour at this at this point of the season. We all knew that was going to happen. But you just 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 enjoy it. Just can I allow you to just enjoy it? I, I, want, I want to free you from this. Hodson, I, I would have enjoyed I it more. They're if, not going to give him the job. I really don't think they're going to give him the job. Know, I think you, you can enjoy it. You were actually in my head a bit about this because this week <laughs> I my FPL was a was a fifty fifty between Eze and Elise, and I only got Elise because you had him when we're playing him, and I didn't want you to go too far ahead if he did you well. Motherfucker. And so you you got in my head about it and, and stopped me from having Eze. So well, that's good uh, yeah. <laughs> for me, but. Uh, yeah, I just I just want to release you from this Hodgson thing. You've, you've got, I, I don't think there's any chance. From, I, do, I think it's far no, more we, likely you get Moyes. Uh, I think... Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, what is that? The, 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 ferry, the ferryman and versus grandfather time himself. Yeah, know, it's like... Yeah. I think the only way I can start to maybe... Rogers? Um... <laughs> Oh, I don't know. You don't mind it. Well, I, I think the key the key ingredient to this is Ian is that I need very quickly I need an announcement to say that a manager is taking over <laughs> at the end of the season in the summer, yeah. which means that no matter what Roy Hodgson is going, yes, then you can probably then, enjoy it. Then yeah. I can start to because at the minute, like you ha- that that weighs very heavy on me. <laughs> yeah, and and I stand by what I said last week. Like I can see him being given another year. Um, I just can't. I, I just, I don't know. Something just says that that Palace won't do that. But mm. oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, I mentioned FPL there a bit. I'm not talking about our teams. Adam, you're beating both of us. Um, Oscar's beating Ian and I now. Um, tenth place in the Mophead League. Atletico, Bourneville, Lynn Hamer. Hamer or Hammer? I always say that wrong. Hamer. She's, Hamer. Yeah. She actually texts me to say, make sure he gets my name right. Um, mm. and because she, she was, she's burst her way into the top ten. So she, she'll be delighted with that mensch. Okay, uh, and it's always fun when you hear conversations about how to pronounce people's names on a podcast. Lynn Hamer, <laughs> Atletico Bourneville, t- uh, 20, 40 points. Uh, ninth place, Soup FC Men of Steel, Mike Wellman, um, Patreon, twenty forty one. Eager Egan, Yash Mishra on twenty fifty and eight. Fluffy Nutkins, Pad Fall, twenty fifty one. Ninety five point week, Pad. Oh Jesus! Oof! Here we go. That's Never what heard I've got of such in numbers. Two weeks combined. Uh, Swap Nil Pande in sixth, 2059. Uh, Sab Sabs in fifth, 2060. Fourth place and rising with an 82 point week on 2072. Michelle Marlborough, uh, queen of the Patreons, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Andrew sure. Mercer in third place, 2084. Robert Dina Rapids, Toby Ackland, 2094, has been usurped. Bye, Sam Dabby, Bambalam. Whoa, Sam Dabby, Bambalam. Had an 82 point week, Bambalam, but he took minus four. Bambalam, he's on 21 or one. Sam, whoa, back Billy, Sam Balam. My little Tony, uh, back on top. Well done, Sam. He's currently 11,483 for the season um fantastic <laughs> work sam um yeah because i put anyway i don't know it's just for myself uh that's your thing um quiz should we quiz did you now turn the soundboard down so quietly we can't hear it no i just i just repaired adam and i didn't know whether he was going to talk and then i didn't know what was going to happen um, oh right at least you're getting <laughs> all these fuck ups strike? out in one week <laughs> I mean, How many? Uh, see, yeah, it's, you, you're you're neck and neck with two point five hog at this point. Yeah. 
Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Um, well, do the first one. Play the music. Okay. Oh, it's not working. <laughs> this is a shuffle. Oh, strike number one. Oh, man. That do. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what's going wrong here. Um, so, Adam, save us. Adam, bring with us home. <laughs> quiz. So, um, you know, I like to keep these quizzes topical. Uh, and it was Easter recently. So, <laughs> mm. this week's quiz is on. Um, Christianity? No, it's not Christianity. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did try and do like books of the, the Bible, life and, times and I just of started... Jesus of Nazareth. Well, I tried to do it on books of the Bible, and then yeah. I just got stuck on what a weird word Leviticus is. Yeah. Um, oh god, that's all good. Uh, I, I will not be able to think of anything else for the rest of the week no, <laughs> other than that word. That's well, just... it, yeah, it's not it's Deuteronomy. For a day. You know, um, oh, that's a good one. I like that. Not just for cats. I don't get. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> There's a character in the musical Cats called Old Deuteronomy, oh. and the film Cats. If you hate yourself and want to hate yourself a bit more, watch it because it's um, got James Corden in it. So. That, <laughs> Famous and... Chelsea recruiter James Corden, yeah. <laughs> sporting director. <laughs> Maybe Tottenham should appoint him. Um... Unless you can find the original cut of the film Cats where they had CGI buttholes in every cat and oh. they decided not to do it. So someone had to go through and painstakingly remove I all of the buttholes. So if, if you're listening, Andrew Lloyd River, release the butthole cut, okay? I used to be in a band called CGI Buttholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, it's obviously the most important thing about Easter. Harsh electronic breakbeats, if you're asking. <laughs> Okay, he's back in the game. Right, quiz, come on. Come on now. Easter, eggs, Jesus on a cross. Chocolate, the most important thing about Good. Easter. So, uh, Well, yeah. our Lord rising, but go ahead. <laughs> All, right. All right, Chuck, when did you become so fucking... Oh, anyway. Listen, I've um, had to pray for a higher power for you to figure out your shit in this episode, all right? So, oh, God. Wow. Good Lord. Yeah. Good, exactly. Good Lord. <laughs> Praise be. Right, come on then, Adam. Let's... Okay. Question one. Question, question one. Mars. Question one is about... <laughs> it's about Christian Romero. Romero. Romero, right? Yeah. Aero. So, from which Italian football club did Spurs sign Christian Romero? Oh, it's not actually about chocolate. Okay. No. <laughs> it's never I thought you were going to do like Christian oh. Romintero or something. That's like normally your. God, I see bad by my standards. What just oh, adding right. adding a word that doesn't need to be there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which? What was the question? Which Italian club did Spurs sign him from? Hmm. Oh, I know. Question two is about Fredo. Hey! Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> nice and simple. Um, mm -hmm. What was Fred's transfer fee to Manchester United? As many as. Can I just write in this too economy. much and uh, that be done with it? <laughs> half a point. If we both write too many, <laughs> half a point. Too many British pounds. Too many is money. It, is, it, is it nearest? Yeah, I'll give it to the nearest. I'll give a point to the nearest. And if you both somehow get it exactly right, you can both get a point. We'll have a nice little cuddle. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay, is. question number three is about Kinder Hugo Bueno. Oh, Kim, Kim Peter, Peter Brown just scored against that Crinton. 
Sorry. Didn't mean to... Stanley. Sh- oh, you ruined the pun. Everyone was going to laugh there, Ian. <laughs> But you interrupted rudely. I could feel Chuck building up. He had to. He had to take the heat off you. Uh, question three: <laughs> uh, Hugo Kinderbueno is uh, Portuguese. He's a Wolves player. <laughs> uh, okay, so the question is: How many how many league appearances does Hugo Bueno have for Wolves this season? Don't know, but he's got an enjoyable moustache. I think we can all agree on that. Um, sure. Totally know what he looks like. It's the only thing I do know about him. Which suggests that he's got few appearances. He's very cheap in FPL. I think he's like four million. Uh, that's the only reason. I, I might him. have owned him at one point. I'm not sure. You definitely I think owned I him, well. you fucking hipster. He's cheap and he's got a moustache. He definitely owned him. Question four is okay. This yeah, I'm going to have to take a run up to this one because it's quite Hold difficult. On. I've to just say. thought of something, Adam. Sorry yeah. to interrupt your flow and it could prepare you for the run-up you need to take for this pun. Ian, with the amount of fuck-ups you've made this week, please tell me you hit record at the start. Yeah. Good. Right, Adam, as you were. <laughs> it's a fair question. Question four about is about double decaya. I mean, that's awful. And I'm usually <laughs> one of your biggest supporters. Oh. I mean... <laughs> It's a double stretch. Double de- <laughs> Can I tell you, to be honest, I came up with 12 puns this week. As many and as so 12. And so I cut two and, and from this list cut. of 10, and oh. that made the cut. Oh, my goodness. Okay, um, yeah. Yep, David De Gea. So, uh, it's about David De Gea, if you can tell. Um, oh. What year <laughs> did David De Gea sign for Man United? Oh, fucking ages ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? Okay, question five. Um, question five is about Emil Smith-Rolo. Good. See? They... Yeah, got... that's fine. That's good. See, no. so I, so I yeah. don't know. The problem is you're in such a pun deficit from double hair. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, like, what I don't know about... How do you order these questions, Adam? Like, I mean, like, do you, do you just go in the order you thought them up? Yes. That <laughs> explains a lot. Right, okay, fine. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm definitely not saving the best for last. Because yeah. um, it's all so, over the shop. It really is. <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes. Very is it going to so. be good? Is it going to be terrible? Mm. Um, so, question five is about Emil Smith Rowe. How many England caps does he have? Full senior international England caps. Got you thinking hard on this one? Yeah. I'm thinking about what the two were that didn't make the cut. I'll, t- I'll tell you at the end. I'll tell you once we stop recording. Oh, save that for a Patreon special. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That was offside pod. Okay, so question number six is about Alexis Caramacallister. Now, I'm I'm fully in now. You've, you've done two on the bounce, which I've enjoyed. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, anything from you, Chuck? No? Uh, <laughs> no reaction? I haven't had a Caramac in a long time. Yeah. Um, I'd have preferred if you'd have said Caramac. Alistair. Yeah, you do you have, have to, to separate the... Yeah, yeah like planetarium. <laughs> Every time. Oh, right, well, you know, constructive criticism. It's better, it's better than the usual. Um, okay, so obviously he's, he's a Brighton player. Um, he has been on For loan now. at two other clubs from Brighton. Can you name one of those clubs? Uh, see, I was going to ask a follow-up question, but you won't. Uh, you won't answer it. They're not. Well, Brit- you, you can uh, ask it anyway. Okay. Are they British clubs? They're, I'll give you that. They're not 
they're not clubs in the British Isles. Oh, well, then Ian won't know about them, will he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one with the blue passport, mate. Yeah, it hurts me. Hurts you more, <laughs> I think. Um, it does when you wave it in my face in an airport now. <laughs> took back control. Um... Question seven is about Twirling Harland. Yes. These are good. These are good. <laughs> oh, I'm on a roll. Is it? Five, six, seven. You're at a net positive. Keep this momentum going, baby. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, dear. Shall, I, shall I end the quiz here? <laughs> much like, much like oh, Arsenal, <laughs> you've, you've run too hot too soon. <laughs> I have. Well, my narrative has peaked. Um, this is your villa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, obviously he's recently moved to Manchester City. Has he? Mm. Yeah, if you didn't notice. <laughs> okay. See, he's doing quite well. Uh-uh. Um, previously, he, he, signed, well, he signed from uh, Borussia Dortmund. Yep. But how much did he sign for Borussia Dortmund for in euros please even though that will pay oh, you oh that's fun hang on so not his move to no, Man City his move, his move to, to Dortmund to his Dortmund. move to Dortmund okay question number eight is about Wispaqueta I like it <laughs> <laughs> I know Chuck won't I don't know why I can't put my finger on it like but I just I just get a vibe that Chuck won't like it hmm yeah, see, now why do, why do I Silence think that? Silence is deafening. Yeah, but I, I liked it. Okay, so obviously this question is about Lucas Paqueta, who plays for West Ham United. In but which way. club did West Ham sign him from? Okay, question nine is about Bountiago. <laughs> he, he's, yeah, laughing. he's laughing. I thought you'd like, there yeah, we go. Fine. I thought you'd like that one more. Um, it's all right, yeah. So this this question is about Thiago Alcantara, so the Liverpool midfielder. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, previously played for Bayern Munich and Barcelona. Uh, what year did he move to Bayern Munich in? Final question is about Dwight Yorkie. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> Sometimes you just need that open goal, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was going to say. Start, you need that tap in. You should have put that at the start, really. Nah, um, fuck it. At the end, that's better. <laughs> Okay, um, so Dwight York played for one club outside of England in his senior professional career. Who was it? Question one. What, from which Italian club did Tottenham Hotspur sign Christian Romero? Ian, do you want to answer? Juve. Atalanta. Atalanta is correct. <sighs> one point to Chuck. Question two. How much did Manchester United sign Brazilian midfielder Fred for? 50 million. 41.2 million. <laughs> well, you, you, try, you tried to get him there. It was 47 million. So oh. point to Ian. Oh. Oh. That was weirdly specific, Chuck. Yeah, I thought he had a weird one. <laughs> He's had a weird career. Question three. How many league appearances has Hugo Bueno made for Wolves this season? 20. 12. 17. Oh, I crossed out 17. And went 12? Yeah. Okay. Do I get the point for nearest? Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll give you the point for nearest. I need this. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a bad one. (laughs) Question four. What year did David De Gea sign for Manchester United? I went 2010. Ah, uh, went 2012. 
Oh, slap bang in the middle, 2011. Oh, oh point each. <laughs> Fine. No. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can give us no points or one point. Either way, we're treating it the same. Points so is good. Points <laughs> makes joy. Yeah. Okay, question five. How many England caps does Emil Smith Rowe have? Three. One. Correct, Chuck. The answer is three. Yeah. Played. Baby. Next question, question number six. Name one of the clubs that Alexis McAllister... Oh, I thought you had to name both. No, just one. Oh, I, I wrote two down. Oh, now I've got to make well, a decision. No, nah, just say both of them because they're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I put down uh, Boca and River Plate. Chuck, what I did w- you put? See, I thought about Argentinian, but then thought he probably wouldn't have gone on loan from Brighton to there. But now I'm thinking maybe before the move. Uh, Brighton owner also owns a Belgian team called Union saint Gilois, So I put that. I respect the thought that you put into that uh, uh, Very logic much so. there, Chuck, yeah. but, but you're wrong. Um, yeah. Ian, Ian, you're right. It was uh, One was Boca Juniors. And the other was Argentinos Juniors. Right, he gets half a point. I'll take half a point, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, th- I thought I thought you had to name both, but yeah. Okay, question seven. Um, how much did Dortmund sign Erling Haaland for in Euros? I could be so far off, or I don't know. I'll put 30 million. Oh, I put 15 million, and it was Red Bull Salzburg. It was indeed. Uh, the answer was 20 million. Oh, yes. Chuck, there you go. Point to Chuck. Extra point for Red Bull Celt. Oh, B.A. <laughs> no, you don't. Come on. It's okay, because I know I've got the next one right. Oh, confident. Hubris. So, question eight. What what club did uh, West Ham sign Lucas Paqueta from? Chuck, considering you already know, why don't you mm. tell us the answer? Olympique Lyonnais. Okay, I'll put Inter Milan. Oh, he does know the answer. It is. Oh, is. does he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How annoying. <laughs> Question nine. Uh, what year did Thiago Alcantara move to Bayern Munich? I said 2016. Oh, shit. I put 2012. The answer was 2013. Oh, point to Ian. Okay, so question 10. Dwight York played for one club in his professional career outside of England. What was that club? LA Galaxy. Oh, I see. I thought uh, you might be trying to be clever, so I put Wrexham. Oh, no, I was, I'm was. i not that clever. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, the answer was Sydney FC. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, Australia. So close to America. Both Wrexham, both Wrexham <laughs> and America. Sure. Interesting that we, out of, you know, we both had X's in our team names. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can't happen very often, I'm sure. The X-Men. <laughs> Ten points in Scrabble for a reason. Uh, uh, win. Chuck Yay! wins! Yeah. Oh, the fucking soundboard. I'm not, oh, I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's almost like running something that you need to be reliable off a 12-year-old iPad is not the one, but anyway. Mm. Well, this is it. Uh, the sweep is still on, baby. Thanks, Adam, for another wonderful series. Um, which two puns didn't make the cut? Yeah. Um, are you sure you want to do that now? Yeah, yeah I, I want to do it. We can just end. I you know, want we don't need to, to do it to you. Okay. Um, let me find it on my not like piece that, of but also paper. Like that. Uh, so Start one the music of them. <laughs> no, not yet. One, one of them was Esri Constabar. Of course, because. 
concert it's, has to be I've in got to have every every concert I'm in very every surprised week. you didn't pop him in anyway, but there we go. Um, I can't find the piece of paper with the other one on, which is slightly annoying. Um, oh, it, it's so clearly... patreon.com oh. slash miles offside pop no save it Adam oh, okay yeah. oh, yes because that will really get people to sign up won't well, it well I don't know people at this pay point for anything. <laughs> oh dear um, it is a Friday deadline for the football ladies and gentlemen Friday Arsenal Southampton on your Friday night or other time zones that are available um, so 6.30 UK time FPL deadline uh, Saturday we've got Fulham and Leeds in the early slots then Brentford Villa Palace Everton Leicester Wolves Liverpool Nottingham Forest Sunday Bournemouth West Ham Newcastle and Spurs there's FA Cup games there's other games uh, is there midweek games probably Champions League games all the games oh shit yeah there is a midweek shit um, Adam say bye <laughs> Crunchy Chorito Hernandez. Yes! <laughs> oh, that didn't make the cut! <laughs> Scenes, Cinderella story. Uh, Ian, say goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Uh, thanks to all our producers. Uh, there's just too many of you to name, guys. Uh, I love you all. <laughs> you, you're the best. <laughs> Sam, Jeff, Andy, Tom and Mark. Nate, bye.